I make my living on words. I guess you could say that my whole career is in service of the belief that language is our greatest tool when trying to communicate our stories and our experiences. But lately, since my daughter has started taking Irish step dance lessons, I've become fascinated by the idea that people can communicate through other means, especially with their bodies. I guess that's why this story caught my attention. The story of Bessie Tart and her mentor, Thumbelina Gromp, at their dance studio, Dance Dance Evolution in Knoxville, Ohio. For months, under the surface, a resentment had been simmering between Thumbelina and Bessie. A resentment that ultimately resulted in a violent encounter a few months ago, the morning of their recital. Little did I know I wasn't just reporting on a small town dispute. I was reporting on a story that had the power to change how I and the rest of the world view life on this planet. I'm Owen Ryan, and this is, hmm, yes, I'll take that crime to go, please. But I'm getting ahead of myself. The first person I thought to talk to was Brenda Donahue, a mother of one of the students of Dance Dance Evolution, Thumbelina Gromp's dance studio. Uh, Brenda, are you there? Good afternoon, Owen. So great to be here. Uh, thank you for joining me. Um, so Brenda, from what I've gathered, there, were, there had been some tension between Ms. Gromp and Ms. Tart for a while before the, the incident that got the authorities involved happened. Um, can you just tell me what your experience was of witnessing that? Um, sure, sure. So my daughter, Jessalyn, is the best dancer at Dance Dance Evolution right now. I know you didn't ask, but it just needs to be said. She is fabulous. And I, quite frankly, have noticed that Miss Tart had been bullied. Was your daughter uh, taught by Miss Tart? She's currently a student of Miss Tart. Okay. Um, did you ever notice that this relationship, these troubles she was having with Ms. Gromp affected her teaching? Well, for sure. Well, for one, Jessalyn didn't get her bronze medal. She got a silver. So it definitely has been helping. What I will say, though, is that it's put a huge toll on Ms. Tart's emotional health. She's been looking very gaunt recently. Just one more question I wanted to ask you, and thank you again for joining me today. Were you there the morning of the recital? And can you just tell us what, what you saw happen between Thumbelina and Bessie? Absolutely. Well, I was there very, very early in the morning as all the dance moms are. We were hairspraying our girls since 12 p.m. the day prior, it felt. I was sewing a few last sequins onto Jessalyn's outfit and I could hear from the corner of my ear cries of emotional trauma it felt from Miss Tart. Now I'd been trying to get hold of Miss Tart all day because the shuffle ball chain she gives Jessalyn in bar 18 of Man Gotta Move, her strongest number, she wasn't answering. And so I went up to her and I, I said, what's wrong? Why, why are there tears in your eyes, Bessie? And she had just told to me, Thumbelina's gone too far. I'm tired of being called out for my age. Next thing you know, I have to go back to Jessalyn, of course, because I need to ice her calves before the performance. 
Before I knew it, I was stuck between Thumbelina and Miss Tart. There was biting involved, teeth everywhere, and quite frankly, I blacked out. Brenda, thank you for that stirring testimony. And uh, I hope that your daughter will still have a successful season. We're going for gold. Thank you, Mr. Owen. Next person I spoke to was Bessie Tart herself. Miss Tart, are you there? Hi. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm doing quite well. How are you, Miss? Very, very good. Very, very good. Doing a lot better, I should say. Doing a lot better, I should say. So from what I understand, you, you're you now, of course, an instructor at Dance Dance Evolution, but you, uh, when you were a child, were actually a student of Miss Grom's. Yeah, um, I... I um had always been dancing in school and um, she saw me kind of just doing stuff in the subway one day and she said you have a light in you and um, I soon began training with her and dance quickly became my whole life. Um, how did your parents react when you came home and said um, today an old woman approached me on the subway saying I have a light in me I think I want to dance. Well, they were very shocked because at the time I was only five years old. So they thought that I had been home um, because they had um, rented or um, paid for a babysitter to take care of me. But I was very independent. Um, and of course, I love to dance. So I'm um, safe to say they were shocked. Okay. But um, of course, eventually they came around and you became quite a successful dancer in your own right. Um, when you were younger, did you um, have a, a closer relationship with Miss Gromp than maybe some of your peers? Yes, yes. Miss um, Gromp took a liking to me because I was so young. Um, but of course, that has now become a bit of the source of the contention um, between us that, of course, escalated this past weekend. Sure. Um, if, uh, sorry, if, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you currently? I'm eight. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I will say that uh, that's somewhat surprising um, based on what I've heard about you and also just um, from looking at you now over this video call, um, uh, you, you seem aged. Um, not, not quite old, but you definitely look as if you've seen some things. Yeah. Um, and you might have heard other people kind of alluding to the magical abilities of Mrs. Grump. And of course, they mean her her magic as a teacher. But um, let's just say that I have a kind of Benjamin Button spell on me. Um, are you insinuating that Miss Grump cast a spell on you? Yes. Okay. Um, when did she cast the spell on you? Um, time moves very differently for me now than it will um, for you. But I will say, um, I remember that FDR was in office. And was this spell cast on you when you were eight, um, thereby freezing you at that age? Or yes, 
Yes. So kind of every few decades, I will age one year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm somewhat confused because as I mentioned before, physically, it does look as if you have aged. And yet you're, you're telling me that there's been a spell put on you that is keeping you young. Um, Yes, the logic of it is very confusing. I don't understand. Okay. It confuses doctors. Was it explained? Was the logic of it explained to you by Miss Grump? Very, very quickly. She has a kind of lawyer figure who handles a lot of these things. But, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Something of fairy tales. Wait, and what 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 would that lawyer's name be? Patricia, Priest. Bessie, if you don't mind, I I. I... I think I might have to speak to Patricia. That would be all right. Yes. Patricia, thank you for joining me. Hi, Owen. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Uh, So let's just start off basic. Uh, How long have you worked for Ms. Gromp? Uh, Ms. Gromp, uh, we go, uh, our professional relationship goes back a few uh, quite a few decades at this point. Um, our personal relationship goes back even further than that. Um, I think you have heard a bit about uh, Miss Grump at this point, correct? Uh, I have, yes. Um, so you might know that she's quite old, um, as am I. Uh, we... Yeah, if I can just, I'm sorry, if I can just interrupt because this is a, a reoccurring problem I've had in reporting this story. Could you just please... Um, just tell me how old you are because I've, I've been making some incorrect assumptions as of late. Um, I actually don't expose that information to, um, to most people. Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard the saying, a lady never tells, but that's sort of how I operate in the world too. So uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to keep that piece private. Okay. Um, I will say that as a lawyer representing a client who's currently being sued, for um, abusive and somewhat shady behavior. It might not be such a good look if you are cagey about such basic facts, like how old you are. Um, But we can continue on with the interview. Um, But if I could just ask, because, you know, a lot of the information on Ms. Grom's early life is sort of hazy, um, at least for me, investigating. Um, Where did you grow up with Ms. Grom? Um, we grew up in a small town in, in Poland, actually. Um, it was only uh, in the late 20th century when we came to America. Wow. Um, okay. In a rural town. It was quite rural. It was very rural. You clearly have a very, um, for a Polish woman, you have a very idiosyncratic uh, way of speaking among Poles, um, you sound almost American. It's been a while that I've been in America. Um, it's been quite a long time that I've had to perfect my accent. Um, it and sounds like at most it's been uh, like 20 years. And at that point you had been uh, an adult for a long time. I think you said it was late in the 20th century when you arrived in America. Um, Correct. Correct, yeah. So you understand that that's a little bit confusing for me, right? Um, it is something, yeah, I do understand what you're saying. Um, I don't really know how to explain it to you, Owen. 
again, I just want to nail down this timeline because I, I feel like you're avoiding a lot of questions about it, but you, you say that you arrived in America late 20th century with Ms. Grump. I talked to Bessie earlier, uh, Bessie Tart, and she said that she encountered Ms. Grump for the first time uh, under the uh, FDR administration. I'm sorry, I should have clarified. Yeah, no, that was, we made frequent trips back and forth to the US together. So there were times um, when uh, Miss Grump, when Thumbelina came here um, and, you know, planted the seeds of her now, her now business, the ballet school, the dance school. Um, but we were firmly, our base was in Poland um, until the late 20th century. When Miss Gromp and you would take these trips to America, first of all, <laughs> where, why did you decide to come to such a small town as this one um, when you were making trips to America? Second of all, when you say planting the seeds, do you mean you were recruiting students to bring back to Poland, recruiting students that you would eventually teach once you made the full move to America? You could just take us through that. We chose different towns around America. Um, we decided that the smaller, the better. We knew how big our impact would be. So we wanted to sort of cushion ourselves on all sides. If we, if we started in the middle of a, of, a, of a big city, we knew that it would cause earthquake-like uh, destruction. Okay. Miss um, Christ, uh, I'm sorry to do this, but I just feel like I'm getting very little real information out of you. I think I might have to just speak directly with your client. I think that would be a good idea. Um, if you need me for translation or for anything, if you need a, um, if you need an assistant, uh, you know where to find me. Obviously, the most important interview for me to get was with Thumbelina Gromp. I'd been calling her several times a week for about a month to no avail, but eventually I was successful in reaching her. Hello. Hi. Uh, do you prefer Thumbelina? Who is this? This is Owen Ryan from, mm, yes, I'll have that crime to go, please. Uh, I, I've been trying to contact you for a while to- uh, Is this a, a TV show? Um, no, it's a, a podcast. Are you familiar? Podcast. <sighs> I had just um, been, in, uh, I'm, I'm a reporter and I'd been doing a story about your studio, specifically um, your relationship with Bessie Tart. Um, <sighs> Bessie Tart. What do you want to know about Bessie Tart? Um, well, I've, I have a few questions, but I, I'd actually, before we get to Bessie, I'd, I'd love to just know some more about you because it seems like even the people within your orbit don't know a ton about you. Um, I'm sorry, we, uh, there's a lot of echoing going on um, from the call. Are you in, uh, are you in your home? I went back to my homeland. I'm in the mountains in Poland. Forgive me. It's a 
having death of Lambert's breath. Okay, um, where in Poland are you from? Krakow. In a, do you live in a cave? Yeah. Okay. Um, in Krakow. Right, a, a, a cave in Krakow. Okay. Why are you calling me? Can you tell me um, why you took a liking to Bessie Tart immediately. Uh, it was one day I was riding on the train and um, Bessie was um, dancing and it was so beautiful. And I went up to her and I said, who are you? And she said, my name is Bessie. And I took her straight to the studio and she did the most beautiful pirouette I've ever seen in my life. And she could spin like a top. She could spin 32, 33, 34 times straight. And though she was only five years old. So I said to her, I need to freeze you the way you are, Bessie. So I made a drink with some of my blood <laughs> and I gave it to her. And now she's almost still five years old. She's only eight. Okay. Um, and that was, that was- Ni 1937. Okay. So that was more than 80 years ago. Yeah. Uh, can I just ask how old you are? Um, let's see. Um, six, no. Seven, seven, seven hundred and seven hundred and sixty. You're 716 years old. Yeah. Um, my birthday's next month. And how, I can't believe I'm asking this question. How are you still alive? Um, my, mom, my mother taught me how to be, um, uh, how do you say, herbalist. So I make plant, I, I take plants and I mush them up and I um, sometimes, you know, you have to know how to do it, right? But it's a, it's a big secret. So I hope, how many people listen to your podcast? Uh, usually just my friends. All right, then that shouldn't be no problem. Um, yeah, it's just a combination of plants that make me stay alive. Okay. Um, uh, Are you gonna ask about the incident? I'm sorry, I, I had a lot of questions prepared, but you've given me a lot of information here that has made those questions irrelevant. Or I, I, I feel odd even doing a story uh, about a ballet studio when we have confirmed evidence here that it is possible to live for centuries. Yeah. Uh. It, from, from what you say, just eating plants too, it's not. Yeah, and pretty normal plant, you know, sort of. 
just like, I don't know, stuff you could get at the store. So it's just, it's it's not about the plants, it's more about the combination of them. Yeah, the combination, the ratio. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I suppose we should return to the story uh, of your relationship with Fessy Tart, but... Um, yeah. Uh, if I could just, um, Bessie was saying after you, uh, as you say, froze her, she didn't really know what had happened to her, still doesn't have a super <clears throat> clear idea of it. She received an explanation from Patricia Creest, but. Uh, Bessie is a beautiful dancer, not very smart. So I had this, you know, she wouldn't have known what was going on. Um, so I, I don't know, call me unethical, but um, I just wanted to help her out and I didn't explain to her what I had done. Is this something that you would do frequently? That you would? No, no, only only four times in my whole seven hundred sixteen years. So it sounds like if you've only frozen a few people in your life, you you clearly saw something very special in Bessie, and yet, from what I've heard from parents at the studio and from Bessie herself, it, this is a relationship that turned uh, quite bitter. So. Uh, why did that happen? She's ungrateful. She's an ungrateful girl. I gave her the gift of immortality. And she doesn't even know how to lead a lesson for young girls. I thought she was more talented than she was. So when it came to the recital, I saw the shape that the show was in. And I made the decision to bite her and to retake my gift back is that how you take your gift back by by biting by biting and yeah but you really have to go for the neck thumbelina are you a vampire yeah so that oh okay. oh wow okay I'm sorry, everyone I know around you has been so sort of cagey every time I ask questions about you, and yet you seem very forthcoming about this. Yeah, well, they're jealous. Um, they don't, I don't know. They don't want to, like, acknowledge that, like, I have something that they don't. And, like, I don't know. They're just, like, weird. Okay, um, I, I guess that makes sense. Tumbelina. Yeah. Uh, so you said you decided to bite Bessie. Yeah. Um, but from what I understand, you were unsuccessful. Why were you unsuccessful? Um, the policeman and this woman, some, some I don't know, woman. I think her name was, um, I don't know, her daughter's name is Jessalyn. She got in between us and I accidentally bit her but she didn't know, so no, she's gonna be immortal. So, so Brenda Donahue is immortal. Yeah, Brenda, Brenda. Yeah, she's gonna be vampire now. Okay. So the biting can also have the opposite effect of you giving life. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like an on and off switch. You can bite once, vampire bite, bite twice, no more. 
like right three times you're a vampire again. Does that make sense? I, I have to say no, it doesn't. But I I don't think we have much hope of clarifying it. I mean, I could spend hours with you trying to yeah. figure out the way you live your life. Yeah. It's a bit of the logic is confusing. I guess my final question for you um, would be: You're currently wrapped up in some legal troubles because of the dance studio. How do you, as a, a, if not an immortal being, a, a being who lives for centuries and centuries at a time, how do you feel about being wrapped up in these uh, sort of trifles, I guess? Uh, it's happened before, you know. And I'm, I'm not happy about it, but I think, um, you know, these things come and go like the tide. And, Soon enough, everyone will be dust. Um, so I'm not too worried about it. So you're, you're confident that um, the court will see your side? Or you don't care? I don't care. Okay. Thank you. Thumbelina hung up suddenly, and I was unsuccessful in trying to get her on the phone again. In the next couple months, I took time off from reporting. It seemed to me so strange to even try to talk about such small things as murder and theft when we had actual proof that immortality was possible. I could barely get out of bed, and I clearly wasn't making any money, because eventually my daughter's dance teacher told me that I was four weeks behind in payments. That's when I knew it was time to get behind the mic again. And I thought the best place to start would be by calling Bessie Tart once more with the information I now knew. Okay. Um, so I spoke to Thumbelina. Bessie, I, 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 I don't want to beat around the bush any longer. You're going to live forever. Why are you even bothering to huh? sue this woman? Uh, I'm going to live forever. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> I, mean, I guess... Uh, sorry, I, I, I'll try to get you up to speed. Uh, when I spoke to Thumbelina, she said that, you know, by making a mixture of herbs with her blood and giving it to you, she's given you the gift of <laughs> eternal life. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Okay. That, that that theory makes a lot more sense than what I've been thinking all of this time. What have you, <laughs> what have you been thinking? I'm sorry. Um, well, during Reagan's administration, I got very into crack cocaine. <laughs> and it does provide this kind of euphoria, this feeling of being invincible that you could live forever. Um, so I've been chasing that high for years. Okay. Um... I, I have to tell you, Bessie, when I learned that Thumbelina is an immortal being who could make other people immortal, I couldn't work for weeks. Um, and you, you've sort of come to terms with this information rather quickly. Yes, well, it's nice to have something um, to explain, but um, I am addicted to crack. <laughs> <laughs> 
So things seem insignificant when <sighs> crack is the only thing in my life, my first love. So this, I guess, is okay news. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Bessie. I'm, I'm encountering a similar, similar problem I had with Thumbelina, where I, a lot of the prepared questions I had going into this interview have um, become irrelevant as I've found out more about you. Um, I guess, I, I, as on a more personal note, I feel somewhat responsible having spoken to Thumbelina, Thumbelina revealed to me that she accidentally uh, gave Brenda Donahue eternal life. Brenda Donahue, as of now, is unaware of it. As someone who was unaware of it and is now aware of this power you have that Brenda also has now, what, what do you think I should do? I think you gotta tell her. I certainly would have liked to know. Probably wouldn't have been thinking that crack cocaine was giving me eternal life this whole time so i think yeah you should tell her before she gets caught in something she can't get out of hi brenda owen so good to hear from you hi brenda um i i hope you've been doing well um since i spoke to you a few months ago um, you know owen i don't want i don't mean to interrupt you but i have been doing Quite interestingly, I must say, following our podcast interview just a few months ago, Jess Lynn scored bronze, the dance competition, and I was infuriated, and it threw me into substance use. I've started doing crack cocaine, and in a weird way, Owen, I feel as though I'm getting younger or simply not aging. I haven't had to get a Botox treatment since we've talked and Jessalyn's growing older by the second and I'm quite frankly a little scared. Okay, Brenda, I have to tell you something. I don't really know how to even broach this subject. Um, Thumbelina, as you know, is, is quite old, right? Yes, I'd say she's probably in her late 70s. Yes. Uh, I spoke to her and she actually revealed to me that she's uh, a little bit older than that. Are we talking 85? We're talking more 716. Excuse me? I'm sorry, actually she recently had a birthday. She's 717. Oh dear. Why? How? From what I understand, Thumbelina is a Polish vampire. <laughs> so Thumbelina bit you. Thank you for answering something I've been thinking long and hard about. It was Thumbelina? It was Thumbelina, yeah. I'm honestly a little surprised you didn't come to that conclusion yourself. Well now, Owen, Jessalyn does get a little angry when she doesn't place on the top, so... It's not my first bite, let me tell you. Okay, um... Well, Brenda, I, I feel like you're not fully grasping what, what we're talking about here. This bite is not the same as a, a bite from Jessalyn. Listen, this bite has guaranteed that you will live forever. Excuse me? 
Thumbelina is a vampire, and she bit you so that you will live forever. Will I have to get Botox? I, I, I don't know. Brenda, you, you're going to live forever. I feel like you should... Now listen here, Owen, I do have a question. Can Jessalyn also live forever? Uh, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't fully understand, but I, I think if you bit her, I, I, I don't know, but I don't, I don't even know if that's the right thing to do. I mean... Well, just as a supportive mother, my mind instantly goes to biting my daughter and perfecting her craft for the rest of time. Brenda, would that I, be unethical, Owen? Brenda, I, to be honest with you, I don't understand right and wrong anymore. It, it's all been, I've been totally thrown for a loop. To be honest, I say, you know what? Go for it. Thank you, Owen. In 200 years, you're going to see my daughter on top. I hope to be dead by then. Um, thank you. And with that, I had to end my involvement with the story. I was left with many unanswered questions, like I'm sure many of you listeners were. But over the course of my many months spent reporting on this story, I came to realize that there are certain questions that should remain unanswered, certain questions that should never even be asked. I know in the past this podcast has received criticism for, quote, catering to the lowest common denominator, unquote, for my reporting style, which many have characterized as sensational. But I hope that today's episode of, "Mm, yes, I'll take that crime to go, please, proves once and for all that this podcast is a forum for hard-hitting questions on the human condition, and that I am a serious investigative journalist. And I hope that all of you will tune in next week when I do my special report on the turd burglar killer of Houston, Colorado. I'm Owen Ryan. Thank you for listening.